fantastic. Isn't that great? How many of you guys think we should start off every day that way? So much fun. Love the, uh, love the trend towards the kick drum and the banjo. And uh, love hearing three or four of you clapping anyways. It was good. Welcome to K2. You guys having a good day? I want to know who ate breakfast outside. Anybody have like coffee at least outside on the porch? All right, well done. Good job. It's a beautiful day out. Enjoy it. Capture it. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Today we're talking about trending, right? How many of you guys get the whole hashtag thing, right? How many of you hashtag? All right, how many of you are totally against hashtagging? All right, okay, good. All right. How many of you think like, man, why do the kiddos do the pound sign run on word thing, right? Like, you know, exactly. Why do the kiddos do that? And what does that mean? And moms, do you really think that your hashtag is going to start trending globally, right? That's really a question. How many hashtags can you have after your Instagram, right? So thank you for coming to K2. It's good to be here this morning. Today we're talking about trending and really what's trending now. And uh, I want to argue with you at least a little bit that you have already been trending this morning, right? That no matter who you are, whether you get the whole hashtag thing or whether you still call it a pound sign or, or whatever, um, that you're already trending today. And that trending is a pretty important part of what we do in life, right? So how many of you guys drove here, right? Anybody drive here today, right? And uh, on the side of the road uh, were, was like a, a yellow sign or a yellow line, excuse me, and a, a white line, right? Like a yellowy orange line on one side and a, I guess for you looking at me, it would be yellow on this side and white on this side. And what happens when you trend towards and cross one of those lines? What do you do? You auto-correct, right? And you kind of get back in your lane, right? Lines are designed to help you notice you're trending in the street and trend back. How many of you have ever driven in a road or on a road with no lines, right? Dirt road, right? How many of you guys have ever driven on the highway? You know that 37 minutes between when they put the new asphalt down and they can repaint the lines, right? Is that not the scariest time in the world to be going 80 miles an hour? Right? Because you got four other lanes of people that become five other lanes of people. Because there aren't what there? There aren't lines. There aren't, there's no guiding, right? And there's no way to figure out how you're trending, right? How many of you would like to live in a world where you really have no idea how you're trending, right? Okay, a few of us, right? Uh, pretty out of the box, right? Most of us really want to know the direction that we're going, the way we're trending in that direction. So, again, that's kind of what we're talking about today, but, uh, but there's difficulty with, with trending. There's other ways that we, how, how many of you guys still carry a checkbook? Anybody still carry, it's kind of this ancient artifact almost, right? Actually, they're very popular. Having lived elsewhere, has anybody else lived elsewhere recently? They're very popular here in Utah still. Do you know that, the checkbooks? They are not as popular in other places, right? Um, like even... Uh, like even Africa, where we lived a while ago, um, like checkbooks and passbooks, they're totally a thing of the past, right? They have all, everybody has a card. It doesn't matter what you have. Like if you have a bank account, it's all card and that's how you do it. Anyways, um, you, you check how you're doing in your balance, right? Like you, you write down in theory what you spend and what you put in. And, and in theory, your checkbook tells you how you're trending in your accounts. How many of you guys know what, uh, what this is right here? Um, anybody know what this is? 
right? Some of you uh, love this. Some, how many of you guys like this, right? A few of you, right? Usually it's like young dudes like in the back who are trending up, right? They're building mass and they love this thing, right? And, uh, and the rest of us. So, um, so me, like this thing, this kind of shows me the way I'm trending, right? And I've gained two pounds since the first service, right? Um, right? So I was 234, now I'm 236, right? And uh, so I'm definitely trending up, right? I probably have 25 pounds in my pockets, though, so I'm okay. Um, and uh, so uh, trending. Um, I got one other trending thing up here. How many of you, uh, how many, anybody good balancer? Anybody, anybody a good balancer? Uh, how many of you like balancing things? Does this stress you out? Does this raise your stress level, right? So um, how do you, how do you, if you were trying to balance things, what would you, what would you focus on to try to balance? Right? What would you, what would you focus on if you were trying to balance this thing? Right? Thinking about trending, what, where would be the best place to focus on this stick if I was trying to follow where it was trending? The top. So look how, if you look at the top, why, why is it so much easier to balance if I look at the top? You can see the way it's trending sooner, right? And I can auto-correct, right? I can, I can correct it. How many of you know that life is a little bit like this, right? In life, you're constantly having a goal. Like the go- my goal here is to keep this thing balanced, right? But... Um, how many of you know that life is a lot about reacting to the ways that we're trending and getting back on course, right? And as we talk about trending today, I don't really care about like the trends of the week. Like, uh, how many of you guys know who Tara the cat is, right? Anybody know who Tara the cat is, right? Um, the cat that attacked the dog this week, right? It was on CNN and it, like first started. Dogs attacking a kid, right, which is bad, right, I'm not undermining that, but the cat, like, lashes out at the dog, the dog, you know, dogs everywhere, hashtag dogs everywhere are barking, right, and, uh, and so this cat, right, this, this trends this week, and everybody sees it, and this cat is throwing out the first pitch this weekend at a baseball game in California. I'm, I'm not joking, right, like... This cat is throwing out the first, like, hashtag how stupid are we, right, as a people? (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. Like, I don't really care so much about those trends, right? But but I really do care a lot about, about you and I and how do we know how we're trending because I really think God, we're gonna find that God calls us to watch how we are trending personally, how we're trending. Do you know that, in life, I mean, I just set this down, but do you know that in life, like, if, if this is our goal of walking with God, um, and, and I end up looking down here for a long time, like, I can really notice this thing change when it's about here, right? But how far off am I up top, right? Like, and if you send that out a long ways, I'm going to be way off my goal, right? Like, it, in anything, how many of us have goals like career-wise, how many of you guys have a career goal, right? 
Hopefully most of you that have a career have a career goal, right? You're not just like killing time. And if you are just killing time there, there's probably this thing that they would send you, a paycheck, right? Uh, you don't have to do it for free, right? They'll probably send you it anyways. Um, so if there's a career, right, and you have a goal, you probably want to get somewhere, and you're probably measuring steps of how to progress in that. How many of you guys are in sales? Anybody in sales out there, right? Do you guys watch your trending, like, regularly, multiple times a day? Absolutely, because guess what, right? Your job, your pay, everything is based on it. If you want to get promoted, are you not watching what's going on, what's trending in the company, so maybe you can progress forward what you're doing to to be viable in that situation, right? We, we do that a lot with career. How about um, school? How, who's in school right now, okay? In school, do you not watch how you're trending grade-wise, right? You're watching your marks, and if, if you get a low mark on something, what do you know about the next mark? It's gotta be higher to compensate for that lower mark, right? And you're always watching what you're trending. Um, how many guys watch what you're trending like with diet and fitness, right? Anybody here? Okay, good. And... Um, isn't it interesting that once we start talking about our spiritual life, our relationship with God, that it gets so weird? Is there anything weird about, you know, kind of watching what you're putting in your body and how much you're working out and how, how you might be training? Is there anything weird about that? No. I mean, it can be too much, but no. There's nothing weird about that. Is there anything weird about watching how you're trending in your career? Right? No. Um, once, we start, once we start talking about spiritually, how are we trending, it gets weird. Here's a couple reasons why it gets weird. Um, one is that usually there's a long list of people like right around you who'd love to tell you how you're trending spiritually, right? Like people that are close to you, they'd love to be able to tell you. Or, or maybe even people that just want to get in your business that want to tell you how you should be, right? There's people like that. And that gets weird, doesn't it? To talk about how I'm doing spiritually. Because then, then maybe somebody says, well, man, you ought to do that, right? And, you know, open, and, and that's not right. That's not what we want to go for. The other... The other direction or the other problem is, is that I don't want to be told what to do, right? We start talking about trending spiritually, and I kind of want to organically go into whatever. I don't really want to make a path because then I kind of got to stick to it, right? How many of you have ever said, I don't really want to share my goals with somebody because then I kind of have to follow through? They say that if you make a goal, then like the best way to accomplish it is to tell people around you, Right? And, and so if you and I are going to be people who, who say, okay, God, I'm in for, you know, I'm down for whatever, right? I'm in, I'm in for whatever, God. I'm with you. And I want to know, how do I keep trending in this direction? Do you want to know that? I want to know how to keep, just functionally, God, what do you say in your word about how do I keep, how do I keep going in that direction? Okay? That's what we're going to talk about today. So let me pray for us. God, as we're here this morning, um, I do really ask that you would teach, to, teach us from your word, that you'd speak to us through your spirit, that you would illumine us through your, through your scriptures, that you would, it's like you'd almost turn the lights on through your spirit to us for anyone here who wants to hear from you. God, that's my prayer. Um, would you speak to us about our lives and about how, God, not how we can fix anything in any easy steps, but that how we can trend over and over towards walking in you, putting our faith in you, and continuing to come back to the direction that you've called us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, you, can, uh, you can get ready to turn with me to Romans 12. Um, 
The difficulty in life is that if, if we don't know how we're trending, right, as a people, if we don't know how we're trending, you and I are very quickly going to get far off track, right? Um, again, with this, uh, these slight movements, right? This moves only slightly like this. Like once this starts to fall, it seems like it falls a lot faster, like once it gets to about right here, doesn't it? Right? The farther off you get, have you, have you ever driven on a gravel road, right? One without the lines like we were talking about, and you get caught in the, in the gravel, like the deep gravel on the side. Not the hard packed gravel in the middle, but the deep gravel on the side and the berm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Once you get caught in that gravel, what, where does it pull you? Does it pull you back into the middle of the road or does it pull you further out? It pulls you further out. Right? And so if we want to trend in the same direction, you and I have got to know how do we correct quickly and not wait until we're way off here. Because you know what? The next thing you know, I'm going in a fully different direction than I want to go. And I end up in a fully different place than I want to be. You know, for some of us, that looks financially like, man, there's no money left. I've got a bunch of fees and I'm pawning things, right? And I go through that cycle and I get fixed and cleaned up. And then the next thing you know, I'm not paying attention. And I think I'm on the right track, but I'm not paying close attention. The next thing you know, I'm back in that same situation, right? Others of us, others of us uh, end up in different ditches. But my goal is that you and I would pay attention to our trending and that we would hear from God in that process. Romans 12, let's turn there. We could spend the whole time talking just about this verse, Romans 12. I'm going to start in verse 2. Paul says to uh, the church, he says, hey, live your life as a living sacrifice. Okay, that's not just this hour here. Live your whole life as a living sacrifice, as an alive person who's sacrificed to me. That means your work is a sacrifice to God. Like you work to God's glory, but you're, you're working hard. You're producing really in honor of him, right? You are at home and you're in your neighborhood to God to God's glory, for him, for his work, right? You are playing hard for him and you're a living sacrifice, all the while understanding that God has people all around who need to know him through you, right? And he says, be a living sacrifice. Verse two, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What he says is don't be conformed uh, to the big picture of this world. I think that's one of the reasons when we even mention the word trending, right? As a church, we struggle because we, we don't want to be conformed to this instant image. This isn't talking just about um, like the language of the day. Some of you love coming to K2 because you never hear people talk about God or relationship with God in just a normal up-to-date way. If you were sent to China to do a job and uh, you went over there and all you could speak was Spanish and you went and you started speaking Spanish, how many of you would be offended to find out that they can't understand you? Right? It's absurd. It doesn't make sense. Right? You either have to learn Mandarin or you have to get an interpreter. Right? That's just what you would have to do. And in the same way, God says, don't speak a different language than the world around you. Right? And so we speak language like 2014. We speak plainly about God's word. But he says, don't be conformed to the big patterns of this world. The patterns of this world is I serve myself. That's what I do. 
right? I live for me, I serve me, that's what I do. I'm living for my glory, and that is who I am, right? I'm seeking my best interest, and that looks like this in my job, that looks like this in my, my money, this looks like this in my personal time, that's what this looks like, right? And, and he says, don't be conformed to that. Instead, be transformed. Word transformed is, is a worm crawling into a cocoon, comes out, same creature, but a beautiful moth or butterfly. Same creature, but more who God designed it to be. It's not that it wasn't good as a worm. It was great as a worm. It's even better. It's even more glorious in who God made it to be. And that's the word transformed that we get more metamorphosis from, right? This, this transformation through how? Through the renewing of our mind. And this is why, this is really the, this is really the heart of what I'd love for you to grasp onto today, right? You and I, if we're gonna, if we're gonna be balanced, right? If we're gonna know how we're trending, we have to have our minds transformed, right? Our minds are formed, right? And they will be transformed by whatever we choose to transform our minds with, right? Do you understand that? Like what we put in to our minds will form our minds going forward. If you are trying to balance this and, it's, and what you're trying to balance is a walk with Jesus, right? Towards trusting in him, towards walking with him, you have to focus on the right thing. You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. One of the things I hear all the time as a pastor here is, hey, I love coming to K2 and I always feel good when I'm here and I kind of go out in life and, and man, it gets hard out there and so I come back and I feel good and that peps me up and, and I'm good. And what I desperately want to say is I want to like grab shoulders and shake and just say, you need, to, you need to engage more than when you're in the ditch, Right? Don't just come back to feel good. Like feelings are great. We want you to feel absolutely, absolutely loved by God here. But Paul says, if you want to do this in a long, balanced, consistent way and not end up in the ditch, caught in the gravel, not end up bankrupt trying to beg your way out of fees, not end up all the way off the rails. If you want to do this in a balanced way, you need to have transformation that comes through the renewing of your mind, right? That you need to think correctly. Be transformed by the... How many of you guys like renovation? Like you're, you're, you're handy, you like construction. How many of you guys like construction, right? Builders. And how many of you who are builders like to renovate, right? A little bit, maybe less. How many OCD people like to clean out, right? Like to clean out, right? So renovation, here, here's the part about renovation. Like lots of people like to build new things. Less people like renovation. Renovation is harder because you have to do what? Yeah, take out the trash. Yeah, you have to take out all the junk. Nobody likes doing that. I like to put new stuff up all the time, yeah? Nobody likes taking the old stuff out. And renovation is, which is this word, renovate, it is taking out the old stuff and putting in true new stuff, right? And, and Paul says, you absolutely are transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? That's what, that's what God calls us to. And when you do that, he says, you can test to discern what is the will of God, his good, acceptable, and perfect will. 
All right, Paul says this even about himself. He says in 1 Corinthians 4, he says this, I care very little if I'm judged by you or human court. This isn't a statement of his pride. He just says, I don't care about that. Indeed, I don't even judge myself. He, it's not that he doesn't evaluate himself. He says, I'm not the final judge of me, right? Me saying, hey, I'm feeling okay. I feel like I'm on track. He said, that's not the final court. He says, my conscience is clear, but that doesn't make me innocent. It's the Lord who judges me, right? For us as a church, if we want to know how we're trending, right, so that we can continue to pursue Christ, we can continue to pursue him, he's the ultimate judge. And it, it doesn't really matter how exactly I'm feeling. What he says is, I want you to be transformed. Now, how do we be transformed? Turn with me to 2 Timothy, if you would. 2 Timothy, or you can find it up here. 2 Timothy 3, Paul says this. Uh, he says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe. He's talking to Timothy. Paul, he mentored Timothy, and he's writing to him, and he's encouraging him to continue. Because what he just says in the context is, listen, hey, culture's going to go this way or that way. There's going to be plenty of people opposing you. There's going to be evil that's increasing. There's going to be, even from within the church, there's going to be people who want to have their ears. They just want to hear what they want to hear, right? And he says, for you, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which were able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. A friend sent me this article this week as I was preparing um, for this. And uh, <clears throat> the article was called The Power of Decision Elimination. Right? And the guy is writing, his name's James Clear, is writing on how to... Um, how to eliminate distraction, right? And so he's just writing this from the point of view of evaluating a piece of software. A guy wrote a piece of software called Freedom, right? What he was, he was a college student, and he was noticing that with, uh, he actually got, he was at, he used to study at a place that didn't have Wi-Fi. It got Wi-Fi, and he was so distracted, he couldn't study anymore, right? He wasn't getting anything done. So he created a piece of software that shut down the wireless capability of all of his stuff so that he had to be in a zone for two hours, right? And he, he called it freedom. Isn't that interesting? So it completely constrained everything, and he called it freedom because it was the freedom to focus. And so uh, this guy, James Clear, writes this. <clears throat> he says, Making decisions over and over again will drain your willpower. This is true even if it's the same tiny decision, like constantly resisting the urge to check your email. Uh, the Freedom app that Stutzman designed is effective not only because it prevents you from reaching the web, but because it reduces decision fatigue. In other words, the application places a constraint on your behavior, right? It, it puts lines on the road, right? It, it, it gives you boundaries. It places constraint. He goes on in, in a couple different paragraphs to say, constraints are actually a good thing. Who would have thought? We often think we want an open road and the ability to choose any direction for ourselves, but sometimes what we need is a tunnel that can reduce our choices and send us in a focused direction, right? And um, what God says is God says in Romans 12, he says, renew your mind to that direction and have a way of focusing, 
right? Almost as if you were to focus on the top of the pole so that as you begin to have variation, as you begin to have trending one way or the other, you see quickly and correct. On to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy that we just read. Um, sec, uh, 2 Timothy 3 says this uh, in verse 16. Um, uh, let's just start in verse 14. He says, he's talking to Timothy, who he mentored. And, and uh, Timothy, he, he, Paul knows this about Timothy. Timothy grew up in a family where he says, you know the scriptures. Your mom, your grandma, they raised you in the scriptures and you've known them since you were young. So he says, continue in them, continue to focus on them. Um, no matter what's going on around, continue to have your mind shaped by, transformed in those scriptures. He says this in verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. First thing he says is that scriptures are God-breathed, right? All of, all of the New Testament looks back at the Old Testament and, and says the scriptures are God-breathed. In, in, the, in the scriptures, it says that God breathed into Adam and Eve the breath of life, right? It says that God spoke the world into existence, but that he breathed Adam and Eve into life. And the scriptures say that he breathes out his word to prophets and he breathes into existence the word of God. And I want to encourage you, the Bible is God's word to you, right? It's God speaking truth and he wants to speak it to you. I don't know how many God-breathed things you have in your house, right? But God breathes his life and his truth to you in his word. And Paul says, go back to the scriptures. This is to Timothy, one that he trained up. He says, the scriptures are breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. Not just teaching like this. This is great teaching. Well, I mean, I think this is great teaching. But uh, this is an okay way of teaching. But the scriptures teach, right? Anytime you want to open the scriptures, the scriptures teach. Because God is the teacher, right? So you, you take a picture like in Proverbs and the, the dad says, come my son to me. And he, and he holds his son on his lap and he says, son, listen, in life, there's gonna be a chance for you to go down that way towards that house, right? And that house is the house of adultery, right? And all the men, they wanna walk and they wanna walk past that house because they enjoy the way it smells and they like the way she looks at the door, right? And he says, don't go down that road, right? He says, that road, that is a fine road, but it leads to hell, right? And, and I'm not making that story up. That's the scriptures. And the scriptures teach us, right, about what we're prone to, right? The scriptures say, man, it, the, the scriptures, I could go on and on. The scriptures teach us lots of things that are true about life. The scriptures can teach you. And he says, all scripture is profitable. The scriptures reprove us, right? The scriptures correct us. As, as our pole starts to get off course, the scriptures correct us. I, when we read the scriptures here, right, they correct us. How many of you know that week after week, sometimes you come here and it's like, God wrote that sermon for me to bring me back on course, 
right? To encourage me. They reprove us and they correct us. They don't just tell us we're wrong. They tell us how to get back on track, right? God doesn't just say, hey, you're off. Sorry, right? Correct, right? They teach us how to get back on track. They reprove us. They correct us. And they are good for training in righteousness. If you're a follower of Jesus, God says that he has put in you the righteousness of Christ. Righteousness isn't something you earn. You don't work for it. You don't grow into righteousness that he sees us in the righteousness of Christ. But we need to be trained to walk in the righteousness of Christ. We need to be trained. And he says they're good for training. That the man of God, the woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Do you know that every good work doesn't happen here? Doesn't happen just in this building. Doesn't happen just on Sunday morning. Every good work happens all the time. What's going to happen about five or six o'clock tonight as it turns into afternoon? Your whole community is going to be alive with people, right? They are because it's beautiful. It's springtime. Everybody's walking, right? Where should you be? You should be equipped for every good work. Should you be watching the TV? No, you should be outside with the whole community ready and equipped for every good work, right? Spend the afternoon saying, hey, God, who am I supposed to talk to tonight? I don't know. Be on your sidewalk with a chair waiting, right? Have a drink for you and a drink for them and be ready for every good work to love on one of your neighbors that you still don't know their name, right? Find out how you can serve them. Be equipped for every good work. The scriptures tell us that life isn't just about our little journey, that God wants to use you and I here but we need to hear from him. So I'm going to give you three things. And again, the difficulty, with, the difficulty with this is that you and I have tried lines before, right? Lots of us have tried lines where, okay, tell me what to do, right? We've tried lines and we end up in legalism, right? Either with us telling ourselves we ought to, we ought to, we ought to, or somebody else telling us we ought to, we ought to, we ought to. But I'm going to give you three things that I think, and, and I'd love for you to grab a pencil or grab your phone, write these things down. Three things that I think if you enter into these not with, um, not strictly by the law, but if you enter these things like you're building a relationship, I think these things help you stay on the path, trending in the direction that God wants you to trend for the long haul, okay? Three things. One, hear daily from God, right? Hear daily from God. I know that you think, oh, well, God, lad, who wouldn't want to hear daily from God? Well, hear daily from God. God says, this is my word that I've spoken into existence that is true. Hear from me daily. I guarantee whether you read one verse or whether you read 10 or 100, whether you spend five minutes or 50, if you go to the word every day and say, hey God, I want to hear from you. Tell, tell me something today. Give me something to grow in. Give me a direction to go. I want to hear from you, right? God now, that's not the only way he speaks. He speaks through us as people. Today, I, walked, I was walking down the hall out there and uh, somebody grabbed me and said, hey, and she began to speak and I knew in a moment God was talking to me, right? Absolutely. Some stuff I've been specifically praying about. God can speak through other believers easily. God can speak through your radio. God can speak through children. God, I mean, if you look in the Bible, God speaks through the mouths of donkeys. You know what I mean? Like, so he can speak through anyone. Um, but listen to me. Ask God to speak to you, okay? Second thing, write it down. Every day, be a person that writes down what God says to you from the word and write down your prayers to him. Just write it down, 
right? If you look here, I, I'm, I don't do that digitally. I kind of do that on paper. And I don't write every day. Um, I was looking through this one from 2008, and I've got, I ended up with nine goals by the end of the year, right? And some of these, I'm like, oh, man, I'm still not there on it, right? And this one I totally forgot about, right? And these ones I accomplished. But, but here's the thing, is that write it down. Say, God, thank you. If you could read this, you would see tons of repentance, tons of places that God corrected me, tons of places of me begging him forgiveness and thanking him for mercy. Tons of places where you see me saying, okay, God, this is who you're calling me to be. I had a friend uh, who's a psychologist and uh, I was 25 or so and he said, hey, do you ever write letters to yourself? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, should I? And he said, well, yeah, of course. He says, don't you know where you wanna go with your life? And I said, well, yeah, kind of. And he said, you're going to forget. You're going to forget who you want to be. You got to write letters to yourself so you remember who you want to be. In moments of clarity where you know who God's calling you to be, write that on the wall, tattoo it on your arms, do something, write yourself a letter, but say, this is who I'm going to be. And then the third thing is get three other people to walk with you in life who will do that, right? Three other people to do that, to pray together, to be... You do these three things. You hear from God every day. You write it down and you get three other people, hopefully at least one of them who's ahead of you, right? And you will go there in the law. You will trend that direction. You have to be ruthlessly honest, ruthlessly, right? If you have friends that, that aren't honest with you, right? Um, if you have friends that you ask them, you know, and, and they aren't truthful with you, then they aren't the ones. You've got to have friends who will really help you go. It's like playing golf with people who play golf worse than you. You, you don't play as well as you do, right? And you, you still feel like you won, right? Um, run with people who are faster than you. Read the word, hear from God every day, write it down, pray to him, write down your goals, and get other people who are going in that same direction. You will trend in the direction that God's calling you to for the rest of your life. Um, I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to continue. God, as we continue in, in worship, God, it's really my prayer that, that we would be a people who hear from you. God, not for our own glory or not for our own work, but for you and for your kingdom. God, that's my desire, is that we would be people who understand quickly how we're trending, that we wouldn't simply be people who wind up in a ditch or are completely off track or have completely abandoned the faith and we didn't even see it coming. God, that we would pay attention like your scriptures call us to, to pay attention to our heart, to pay attention to what we're being transformed by, that God, you might do a great work in us. God, that you might do a great work through us in this valley, that other people would come to know of your love and walk with you. God, that's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm.